Hello, and welcome to the Corporate Pero Latinos podcast. If this is your first time listening to our podcast, my name is Sofia, and I am the founder of Corporate Pero Latinos, as well as the host of this beautiful podcast. On today's episode, I was happy to be more of a guest as two of our board members who are part of the LGBTQIA community shared some of their experiences around their traditionally conservative upbringing, their contrasting coming out stories, and how they got to a point in their lives where they wholeheartedly accepted their identities. This episode does not have the best audio quality because we did not have enough mics, but we still made it happen. If we get a bit loud at times, I apologize in advance. De repente se nos salieron unas carcajadas. Okay, without further ado, here are Mayra and Abe. Abe, Mayra, thank you for being here. Thank you for having us. Thanks. I live here. Con cafecito y tamalitos. Why don't we get started with both of you telling our listeners a little bit about yourselves and uh, your upbringing. Okay, so my name is Myra. I'm 27 years old. I was born in Texas and I was raised between Texas and Mexico going back and forth all of my life. Um, my family is Catholic and is very conservative. My grandparents are Catholic and very conservative. Uh, my mom, she's no longer <laughs> Catholic nor conservative, but my dad's side of the family and my mom's side of the family very much still is. And I'm a believer. I have faith, but I'm not religious. Okay. What do you think has made your mom be more open-minded? I feel she was always very open-minded, but once like she met my dad and married my dad, um, she like committed herself to like the very Catholic, very conservative lifestyle and mentality to keep peace and be like at my dad's like side. And once like their separation happened, like she came back to herself and she's just like very open about a lot of things now. Oh, that's, we love that yeah. for her. That's yeah. very interesting. Could be a whole other episode. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. How about eating? Uh, same exact thing. I think 31. I also grew up between Laredo, Texas, and Guadalajara in Mexico. Very Catholic, conservative family members. That's it. I myself have never been a religious person. Maybe when I was a kid, just because, you know, it was a thing to do and right. I was taken and you drink from the uh, Kool-Aid of whatever your family wants to put on you. But I decided there simply that it's not for me yeah i definitely remember the sundays where like our grandma would or our aunts would randomly be like vamos a misa and we were like no <laughs> <laughs> like we were seven and they're like si sí, para que te confieses <laughs> like, <what? laughs> yeah that's like i'm seven what do i have to confess yeah. that i didn't clean my room i lied to my mom <laughs> well the, when i um had my first communion the second time only went to the confessionary like three times because the second time or last time maybe the priest asked you know what what you have to confess and I was like 11 not much right I was like oh I was mean to I don't know my sister right. and he's like and and he asked if I maybe was watching porn or something like that and you know yeah. in hindsight obviously that's just so fucked up to ask a kid so since then no more and of course, not to say and generalize that every single person is like that, that every, you know, it's everyone. Right. But uh, that really stuck with me and gave you that perspective. So when did you first realize or acknowledge that you were part of the LGBTQIA community? For me, it was much later than like my teen years. I think I was maybe like 21 or 22, probably 22. Um, that I fully like accepted it, that I was like, you know what, I'm not straight. I met somebody around that age that made me feel things that were very hard to hide. Mm-hmm. That I was like, this is not a normal friendship. But um, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, ooh, good tell. <laughs> no, and but the thing is, like, growing up, like in middle school, high school, like all my friends would have like crush, like on certain guys and like all of the girls were crazy for them and I was like eh, 
Nah. Está horrible. Casi, casi. But then, like, I would, like, see girls that would be like, oh, if I were a guy, I would totally date her. Oh. That was, like, the first thing that kind of was, like, that's not, like, something that I should be saying so frequently. Yeah, I did have two friendships that I'm like, now that I think about it, like I, I confirmed with myself, like, you know what, you know what, I am bisexual. I'm like, yeah, those friendships were not very straight. <laughs> when you were like having those thoughts about girls, did you think, oh, maybe I am bisexual or lesbian, but you were like, no, 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 like I couldn't be. Yeah, because... I had never like actually been with a girl. I've only had like boyfriends and like at that point, like when I was like 2021, 20, I had only had like middle school, high school boyfriend. And like, and then I had like my long-term relationship was also with a guy and I had never had any type of experiences with a girl. So I was like, no, like I was invalidating my own feelings. Like not even like saying them out loud. I was just invalidating myself because I was like, no, I've never had the experience. Like that's not who I am. It just got to a point, like, with a certain person, like, with a girl. It took a lot of rediscovering there. But I came to accept it with myself pretty easily, actually. I came to, like, you know what? If I'm having these feelings for a girl that I would typically should just only have for guys, right? then this is who I am. Great. We'll come back to this. <laughs> well, looking, ba- looking back, I think I always knew, but same concept of accepting it that wasn't until later it was close to the time i was uh getting ready to graduate college so i was 22 Mm -hmm. pretty late ish i guess also without having had any sort of physical experience with a guy or anything you just know and it's mostly again through different kind of friendships that don't feel like a friendship And just that's only because I was in Boston for college. I had left, you know, my small town in Laredo and then my conservative family in Guadalajara and just the culturally Mexico is not embracing of the community um, still. Well, as your sister, right, obviously I remember when you came out to me when I was visiting New York and I was basically I think the first person in our family that you told right but I think you had already um opened up about it with friends and stuff oh, yeah, I had a, a coming out tour yeah and so <laughs> what what was that like because I'm thinking right that of course it must be a lot more difficult to come out to certain people in your life than others um, maybe sometimes it's easier to come out to an acquaintance, you know, rather than like right. your sister or something. So what were some of the challenging aspects of that for you all? Um, or how have you navigated through this whole like coming up process that is also very weird, right? That we, we call it that because we don't have to come out as straight. Like, I don't have to, like, announce to my parents, like, hey, just to let you all know I'm straight. So how was that process for you? Well, the way I viewed it is I wasn't just coming out. And this is, again, all in hindsight. Mm -hmm. I wasn't just coming out as gay. I was coming out as a potential liar and as a new person. I say a liar because for 22 years, whether it was believable or not, I was straight, right? Mm -hmm. So... One thing I just was terrified of hearing when coming out to someone was, oh, I knew that. I just, I, I, and only one person said it, thankfully, but um, it it just made me feel like a fraud. Like you knew something about me that I felt violating, right? you know? And of course they didn't mean it that way. and, 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 And if I put myself in their shoes, obviously they're not gonna ask me to my face, are you this? Are you that? You know, right. they were doing the right thing. They were, you know, when someone tells you who they are, you believe them until they tell you otherwise. So they're doing the right thing, but I found it terrifying. And um, it was just uh, after suppressing for so long, you burst, everyone bursts in one way or another. 
in my case, thankfully it was coming up for the better, but a lot of people burst in the form of addictions and the form of suicide and the form of really, you know, heavy things that can end lives. So if you just pop that in any way you're able to, I, I would be very grateful that I had at that moment, you know, my whole context was conducive for my safe coming out. I was in a liberal city. I was with friends who got it from all over the world in college, um, very supportive in every which way. And that gave me the confidence to go to my family with a mindset of if you don't get me, uh, that's fine. But if you don't accept me, then I'm ready to walk away. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, it's we say this all the time. Blood to me means nothing. You can choose your family, contrary to popular belief. Mm -hmm. I, I, you know, I have friends that are more family than a lot of family members. So that's how I went into it. And it was in a way, you know, it's only Grey's Anatomy, but choosing me <laughs> right over anyone else. And in that way, um, it was a little more helpful. I'm I'm like a little bit like jealous of you in that way. Of, I know. No, yeah, <laughs> that's a sin. <laughs> no, that like with me. Um, when I came to terms with it, I was in a time of my life that I was like very closed off from a lot of people. Mm -hmm. I had one specific friend who was like there with me all the time and. I wasn't sure how to tell her because again, I was very alone in a kind of way. And she was one of the only few people around me, but I, I just told her, Oh, I started dating someone. I started dating someone. And she was just like, always trying to like get more information, yeah. but I'll always just say like, Oh, this person, this person. And finally I came out to her like, and I told her, I was like, Oh, well, I'm dating this girl and this is her name and blah, blah, blah. And she was so welcoming about it. So it made me feel so good that like the one of the very few people that I had around me like was so accepting and so welcoming and never made me feel like because I've heard like later on like from from other people like oh like just don't have a crush on me, just don't fall in love with me like right. after I would tell like girls that were my friends. And that was like very like annoying. That's so fucked up. Yeah, so annoying to hear how it's like, I'm coming to you and I'm telling you something so personal and you make it about yourself. Like, no. Um, and I I never really did like a little like whole like coming out to my friends only to her. I remember we were in her kitchen. To everybody else, it was just like, oh yeah, so like I did it like this girl a few months ago. It kind of fell off, but yeah. So then people were like, wait, what? Like you're into girls and I was like oh yeah like again because everybody also just knew me like going out with guys and having like a long-term relationship relationship with like with a cis hetero man and I was also very fearful of like being called a liar or just like wanting attention or a fraud because again my entire life I had only had like boyfriends or crushes on boyfriends mm -hmm. which I did think that I did have like crushes on girls but I just didn't know how to process that that information mm -hmm. um with myself um so and even once um like I haven't come out officially to my mom nor my dad hello hello <laughs> <laughs> mommy <laughs> but with my mom I've been leaving her breadcrumbs for like the last four years yeah like i started like oh mom did you ever have like an experience like with a girl like before my dad and i'm sure she's been picking them up the, i want not to yeah and i actually just gave her like not even like not even a breadcrumb like legit, <laughs> just like a few weeks ago um i don't remember exactly exactly what we were talking about but i just said to her i was like oh yeah like the experiences I've had with girls. Like she didn't say oh. anything and I and we flowed with the conversation. Like we didn't stop at that. But I'm like, that's 
That's a huge piece. Yeah, of, yeah. 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 <laughs> but like again, I'm just like nervous to tell my mom also because like one time I told her I was like, oh like what would you think if like one of your children was gay, and like she went like through each one of them like what would she would think. Ah, there's the no me sorprendería, that like or something wow. like that. But she was like with me. She was like, well, you've never had like an interest like that for girls, and I'm your mom. I would know. So, so I was like, I. Why can I ask? Why are you doing this? That whether it gets to her or not, <laughs> um, are you kind of purposefully? Um, I I think unconsciously okay. I am because especially like the conversation that I had with her a few weeks ago. Yeah. Um, that I, I literally told her like, oh yeah, like my experiences with girls. I, I think yeah. that was a very like straightforward, I'm not straight, like, but I don't know if she fully got it. And be, being engaged now to assist hetero men. I tried, I tried, I tried. <laughs> So being that, a lot of people, I think, would choose to just brush over whatever um, sexual orientation that is not in accordance to their current situation, especially if it's more, um, quote unquote, trouble to come out yeah. to family members. Some, a lot, a lot of people would just be like, oh, well, that they don't have to know what in you makes you feel like she should still know as your mom because the relationship i have with my mom i i know everybody says that like oh my mom is so great and i have like a great not everybody <laughs> i know not everybody. <laughs> a lot of people say that like oh i have like a great relationship with like my mom she's my best friend right but like my mom truly is like a person that i consider and a lot of people may think that it's wrong that a mother-daughter relationship shouldn't be a friendship mm -hmm. but with us it is um, and it's something that I didn't have from her, like growing up, I didn't really start having it with her until I was like, maybe like 16 and it started growing. And we're at a point where we're very open with each other about everything except that. So I feel like I just want to be like transparent with her. Okay. So this is good because coming out then in your situation, like many others probably is as much about you and your identity and your feeling good with yourself as it is a selfless act to have the other person feel good with your relationship let them in a lot more yeah. so it's not just I'm coming out when someone does come out it's you have other people in mind and I think that isn't thought about even you know people just see it as this imposition on their perception of you and it's like well, you know, it's this now, but people are in constant change. Everything is right. constantly changing, evolving, and in motion. So it's just a, such a, an, it's, it's a sad thing to be so limited in your perception of the world and the people in it. If, can you share a bit about, um, like, the time when you came out to our mom and that side of the family, because sure. I think it's very different from the experience that you had coming out to friends and me and Kenya. Oh yeah. The opposite. I mean, my friends were my friends and you mm -hmm. guys were, okay, great. Next. <laughs> they, yeah. Come look Just, oh yeah. yeah you let us know. Cool. Anyway, where are we going for lunch? Uh, <laughs> my friend, one of my friends, Lindsay literally changed my settings on Tinder that night and opened a grinder account for me. And then that's wow. another story, but yeah. got it going. Um, just to give me that extra push. But with family, I had already been out for about a year before I told anyone in the family besides you and Kenya. The peculiar thing I found is that when coming out to all of them separately, except for dad, everyone said, okay, I accept you. But just as long as you don't post any photos or uh, any, you know, maybe like wearing dresses or something on Facebook or. Right. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I was just thinking about that this morning. I'm like, 
I should have challenged that, but you, you, you don't, you're so in the moment of, you know, that, sure. that fear and going one step at a time that, you know, I just kind of brushed it over and said, okay, that's fine. But since then, I mean, that's something that I still need to work on because I, I mean, our relationships have never been the same at all mm-hmm. and they never will be, but for other reasons, but that's a big part of, you know, they'll never get my life, my experience, and nor do I want to share as much because it just feels uncomfortable. We became strangers mm-hmm. in that sense because it's such a, it doesn't define me, but it's such a big part of my identity that they don't know me immediately. They don't right. know me. Um, and what was I saying? Oh, and then with grandma, she uh, <laughs> she said, uh, well, okay, um, well, hopefully you get over this phase sooner rather than later. And she was about to end the conversation. I'm like, no, 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 no. The phase was <laughs> maybe <being> straight. straight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, my God. And that one took a little longer. Yeah. And to this day, she doesn't ask about, you know, she'll ask right. you about boyfriends or she doesn't ask anything regarding that uh, mm-hmm. to me. So that's fine. You know, if we're being realistic, she, there's one person, uh, who has since passed. Uh, I never came out to her because there are certain people that as fucked up as it may sound, they're going to leave this world sooner or later and probably sooner really. And that's why I just choose not to, you know, engage in that way or let them in in that way. Right. And that's fine. You can, two realities can happen at once yeah. you know you can love someone very much and just leave it at that i remember with the achala towards the end like every time we would visit she would always ask you ¿Ito, ya tienes novia or no? and you oh, would yeah, just and like laugh it would up so awkward because everyone else <laughs> you in the room and everyone would be like, ah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> like maybe no. she did know somebody told her and that's why she I doesn't know doubt it i don't know but anyway but it's the opposite of you where with your mom you choose to um, leave those breadcrumbs because you value that relationship or you want to continue it and further it Mm -hmm. and evolve it. But I never had that to begin with. So there's no point to me. Yeah. Um, With my dad right now, something that you said at the end kind of resonated that sometimes you love people so much that you kind of just like, not well for me it's not leaving it like at that because like with my dad i have left no breadcrumbs yeah um because he's very conservative he's very catholic um so i don't i don't blame him for his mentality and he always lived like in a very small town that like you don't get exposed to so many things but it has been an ongoing conversation with him though i'm proud to say that from when we started that conversation, he has like um, evolved from the mentality that he had before. Because before it was like, no, está mal, like es pecado, está mal, and you're wrong, and blah blah blah. And I would like start like me and my dad are so great at having conversations. We mm-hmm. don't see eye to eye in a lot of things, and in a lot of things we do. Um, but we're very good at having like debates between each other right. and like religion, politics, the LGBTQIA community. And we never actually get mad at each other. So I love that. And um, I have, I've gotten him to a point where he's like, okay, I accept that people can love like whoever they want to, but he still feels, I know that he still feels that it's kind of wrong, but he is now to a point that he's like, okay, Right. Like, I, I get it. Like, I, I get it. Like, people are going to love who they're going to love. Um, so I do want to eventually come out to him, too. But I know that right now it's not the moment for me to do it, because if I were to do it, I would lose this relationship that I have. Well, I think I would be losing yeah. that relationship that I have with my dad. And I'm I'm far away from my dad. I see him once a year. To then, like, add that kind of, like, thing between us, I wouldn't want to do that. And I know that I might be wrong, and a lot of people won't agree with me with that, but everybody coming out, like, it's it's a different path. 
not everybody can just come on and say, oh, hey, I'm gay. I'm, I'm lesbian. I'm bisexual, like whatever. And it's going to have the same outcome. A lot of people have the same support or they just have different family. You just like have family two, dynamics. Yeah, dynamics. You have different family dynamics. And for me, I know that it doesn't work for me to tell my dad so straight up the way that I've been leaving my mom breadcrumbs or that I told her a few weeks ago, like my experiences with women. Um, so that's just something that I'm going to have to like work up to because again, I also do want to tell him because I value my relationship with my dad a lot too. So one thing that you brought up is how your dad is from a very conservative town. And that's a big reason why his mentality is or was the way it is and still isn't totally open, right? So both of you currently reside in New York City. And as we know, it's, <laughs> you know, it's a very open-minded city. Um, a lot of people come here because of that. So what are some of the things that you think make New York such an LGBTQIA-friendly state? No one gives a fuck. Literally that. <laughs> it's not even that people are accepting. It's just no one gives a fuck. And you're in such constant motion that there's no time to look it's around. It's like, right, live your life. Yeah. Just, don't get in my way. Just walk fast. Exactly. Just walk fast. Literally, that's the only concern. Literally. Walk fast and don't stand in front of me. You don't even have to, like, disclose it. Like, people literally do not care. And when you're in a small town, people care about everything. I mean, you yes, do. I, was like, I had to look nice-ish in case I ran into someone at HEB. Right, you the groceries. Ran into yeah. someone. It's such a small mm -hmm. place. No, absolutely. Like you would run into somebody, and I mean, so if you didn't know, guys, we actually all lived in the same town in Texas, yeah. um, but didn't meet until we, we were in New York. Yeah, so it's small, but like. <laughs> But not that small. And people really do care about everything you do. And people say, like, um, pueblo chico, infierno grande. That's a great novel, <laughs> and, and people always have something to say, like, because let's say if you come out, like, publicly, like, in Laredo, I feel people right. will be like, oh, my God, did you hear? Will I need that? Yes. And people here, like, they literally do not care. It's like, okay, and? Like, you know how I was recently watching that series, like, Casa de las Flores? Uh -huh. And there's that, or those few episodes were like, Spoiler yeah. alert! If you haven't seen Spoiler. this show from three years ago. Spoiler alert! Fast forward, like, two minutes if you don't want to hear. But, so, the son, right, is, like, trying to come out to the mom, and she's, like, in total denial. And then she's, like, trying to accept it. But the friends, like, the chismosas of the town, they're like, no puede ser. And talking about how, like, some other guy came out and his parents sent him off for to protect him. Oh, yeah, and I feel that's very much how, like, um, families and friends are, like, back home. Like, they'll, like, if your family won't be accepting, they'll be, like, try to hide it. Our grandma even, she would lie to her friends instead of saying that we lived in Laredo, she would say San Antonio because she thought it was nicer. So, like, uh, everything. It goes yeah, to this with day. everything. Oh, my God. Yeah. Our friends think we, we're from San Antonio. <laughs> and she would make us lie. And because to me, it's no big deal. You know, I vowed that I wouldn't lie about anything that has to do with myself. But that sort of stuff, I'm like, I see her once a year, just like your dad. It's her friends. That's her whole world. Right. Sure. I'll say I'm from San Antonio, and I've visited enough times that I, you know, can describe what's up. But if it, yeah, <laughs> exactly. But if it were something that more directly impacted someone's perception on on my identity or how how mm -hmm. I choose to be perceived, then I would say something, you know, because like, who cares? I don't care if you're, you know. I don't care if you're old. I don't care if you're, you know, if your beliefs are this, that, then I will once again walk away. And that's, you know, what unfortunately has happened with, with a lot of these people. I suppose it's good. Right. But, okay, so there are people, right, who might take it wrong, might be in denial, not very accepting. But then you have a lot of people that consider themselves allies i think 
a lot of people have different definitions of what it means to be an ally. And also there is no perfect way to be an ally, I think. But as part of the community, what are some aspects of allyship that specifically bother you? I have two very specific things I want to say about this. Mm -hmm. The first one was that when I came out with myself and like the people around me, um, that I was bisexual and I, I mean, on hinge, I was on both sides. I was looking at girls and I was looking at guys. Um, and whenever I would like start talking to a guy and let's say like we were like a few weeks, like into talking, um, I would tell him like, Oh, just like FYI, I'm bisexual because I feel like in a relationship, that's something that you need to disclose. Mm -hmm. Um, and they were like, oh, yeah, like, that's that's cool. That's fine. And then I would follow up with a question. If I kiss a girl or make out with a girl or whatever, mm-hmm. is that cheating to you? And 98% of the time they would be like, oh, no, like, that's fine. Because and that was like a huge right. red flag. At, yeah. And it was like me cutting off like wow. any kind of contact that's with them so because true. they would automatically sexualize me and put me in some kind of fantasy of theirs in their head and invalidate invalidating yeah. that and they invalidate identity. completely like who I am that I can actually fall in love with a woman and have feelings for her and you will be okay with it because you're gonna see two girls making out like right so that was like one of the huge things like oh you call yourself an ally but no you're just like Corneado. Literally. <laughs> so, like, right now, like, I'm, like, I am engaged with a cis hetero man. <laughs> and maybe, like, a month in that we were um, dating and talking, I did, I came out to him, and I, t- and then I followed up with my question, and then he, like, we were, we were walking, he stops, and he looks at me, he's like, yeah, that would be cheating on me. And I was like, <gasps> yeah I was like he he completely validated like my feelings and who I am and that was like one of like the first steps that kind of like made me know that he was like the person for me um that's like one thing like that's a great one I've never yeah I had never even heard of that like no definitely I didn't really think about it until like I was in the situation where I was like talking to girls I was talking to guys and I would probably like maybe start talking more like with a guy. And I was like, you know what? I feel I need to like disclose this part of my life mm-hmm. if this were to go any further. So, and I remember the first guy who told me like, oh yeah. And I saw the smile on his face and I was like, este calenturiento ya se fue en otro viaje. Like, no, no, no. So that's one thing. The second thing are girls that are friends. Like I've had friends um that like they knew that I was bisexual and everything and they're straight they would always say like oh no um I wish I was gay or I wish I was bisexual because it would be so much easier dating uh girls and I'm like that's so so cringy (laughs) you hear that a lot oh I hear that all the time and I'm always like I know they don't say it in a bad way but I'm always like very straightforward like no girls are no better than guys or guys better than girls like Mm -hmm. it's the same people are human and i've had my great experiences with women and i've had shitty ones too like that i'm like no like you're not no better than a man like we all commit and do wrong things and like a follow-up from that is that straight girls like their friends like they'll they used to like get me to like make out with me when they were drunk and but they're like oh yeah they're so straight I had this specific one she's no longer my friend she would literally grab me and she was like oh my god like quiero dar celos like make out with me and that would hurt me so much and I would like stop it and I'll be like like no like and it, it hurt me because I there was like this girl that I actually did have feelings for oh. and she would do that to me Every time that she, we would go out or she was drunk, like I was like her little toy for her to like to like have experiment fun, experiment, with. have fun. And like the next morning, yeah, she's straight as an arrow and like 
nothing like that. And that would like hurt me so much. And a lot of girls actually do do that. Like guys, like se ponen tipsy, se ponen happy. And like they know you're gay, they know you're bisexual or you're, you're lesbian and they'll want to get you to like just experiment and like get their feelings. I think the underlying thing in these three examples and so many more is the dehumanizing of a person and seeing something like being part of this community as something that even they can mold to whatever fits in their world. It's it's kind of taking your very real human experience and identity mm-hmm. and still shaping it to Them. their comfortability. No, Does and that, that make sense? Yeah. It's just like, it's, no, and that also like... Um, it doesn't help the narrative because um, there's a lot of um, people, even within the community, that invalidate bi- bisexual feelings. Yes, I don't. That's a huge thing because every yeah. every letter in you know yeah. LGBTQIA plus has a different experience, and within that, it's all very individual. Yeah. But right. bisexual people, I feel, get invalidated all the time. I, I've gotten plenty of times. They're like, oh. Well, but you're like engaged to a guy, so you're straight. And yeah. it's like, oh, and like the girls who have broken my heart, what? <laughs> <laughs> just like it adds to that invalidation that it's like, oh, girls just want to be like kissing everybody and like having fun, but you're just straight. And at the end of the day, you're just going to end up with a man. Yeah. So that just adds to that narrative and it pisses me off so much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like there's also that other end of that spectrum is la, la, of this, la, <laughs> Corte. The, the other end of that spectrum right where for example with you people are like oh well now you're engaged to a man so you're not bisexual like yeah. like you picked one side yeah but then for other people whenever they come out as bisexual sometimes i've heard a lot of you know straight people be like oh they're just saying that to like avoid fully coming out as gay yes like for a man right it's like oh yeah i like men but i still like women though so not as bad and i feel like a lot of people perceive bisexual people like that no that's that's absolutely true like i remember i was at a bar once and um it, it was it was a gay bar and like the guy was like oh so um all right what like what are you right and i was like <laughs> what, <laughs> like, what really are you like what are you because he was like are you straight and i was like no i'm not straight like i'm bisexual and then he was like oh so like where's your girlfriend and i was like so like i'm bisexual like why does it have to be a girlfriend mm-hmm. and i was already with my fiance like we weren't like engaged yet but i was with him he wasn't there with me yeah the, the only times that i felt like completely validated um as being bisexual were the times that I was dating girls. Uh-huh. Wow. That's when like people were like, oh yeah, like, oh yeah, she she's bisexual. Or yeah, yeah, this, this and that. Like they would actually believe me because I was dating girls. But the moment that I started like my serious relationship with my fiance, people kind of just like like oh yeah. that was in the past. That's in the past. That's no no longer mm-hmm. you. Except like for example, like my really close friends. And there's an, an, an argument for not even having to disclose that, right? But right. I think going back to allyship, a lot of people have a an issue with the performance of allyship. Mm-hmm. Yes, there is a threshold in which that performance can be damaging, but all of these marginalized communities have for so long been silenced in one way or another that any noise, I think, helps the cost, even if that falls on performance, you know? So having to disclose, unfortunately, you know, who you are, uh, even if it's no one's business, I think becomes increasingly important to further that cost and humanizing it. You know, I have an example of a friend's mom who... Well, the friend is the one who told me that she was very conservative and, you know, didn't really accept gay people. But she likes you. And, you know, oh, that's very right. fucked up. But yeah. of course she likes me because she knows me as a human, mm-hmm. you know, and that's how it should be. It's just at the core of so many of these uh, 
uh, problems with intolerance and 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 right. just ignorance. You know, it's because you're not putting a human face and life to a concept that doesn't immediately affect you. And that's why it's so important to, again, it sucks to have to come out and disclose whatever you might not want to disclose, but you almost have to as an ally yourself, more like an, less of an ally, but really an advocate for your mm -hmm. own community. Yeah. It humanizes something that they've never been exposed to or like not even because they have been exposed to, but people like, maybe they just haven't come out. Yeah. You know? Everyone's been exposed yeah, to yeah, it. Everybody, everybody's exposed to like, and they found to find out like 30 years like, oh, fulanito. It's like gasp, Simone, wait. Uh, like, oh, my <laughs> but like they just like weren't informed like hey mm -hmm. i'm gay so i'm a right. human and you actually love me i need to do that to my dad yeah <laughs> yeah you actually love gays it's just and and mm -hmm. also every experience is so different you know now we're talking about the media but really mm -hmm. the media representation it's so stereotypical and so monofaceted that as soon as you leave wherever you come from or, or forced to expose yourself to the world and how it operates in reality, you just become tolerant and you become uh, accepting and become welcoming and embracing of something that what from like what I was like telling earlier about my dad, like my process of him, like getting him to be more accepting. One thing that really pushed him to that was because he had like the stereotypical idea of like, gay people like mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that they're all like from because it's from what he sees on tv right that they're yeah. like over sexualized mm -hmm. and they have promiscuous and, and all of that so and by the way so what if you're <laughs> gay, gay, gay straight as a conservative person like my dad doesn't even like straight people like making out on the street and like hold like he doesn't yeah. he's like no like my dad's like that kind of conservative yeah. he found out like somebody that he like already knew it's and it's true yeah i mean not to get into cancel culture but i think we went through a period of overcorrection and in which everyone was getting canceled and come on everyone every single human on this earth could get canceled if yeah. people dug deep enough so now i think we're slowly going back towards the middle it just gets to a point that you just have to educate and yeah. like and see the response from that person. And again, it's so unfair that we're saying you have to educate, but unfortunately that's the time that we live in and you have to look at it from a perspective of I'm so lucky and grateful that I'm in this time and not in the 1990s even um, at my age where, you know, someone like Ellen came out and got canceled and, you know, that's right. high profile, but so many other lives that, you know, they are not public people suffering it, so it much is more. It is that we have to educate, but like, I guess people are like, you do have to. No amount of like articles or like information that you read will give you as good of a perspective from being inside of the community than actually talking to someone that's part of the community. And I think that's where the education comes into play, right? Just like you being open to being corrected if you're trying to learn more about the experiences or like specific things right or how to be a better ally or whatever just not being defensive if you say something wrong and they correct you and then you're like well now you're like trying to cancel me or something yeah as the episode comes to an end have this perception of you too right as people who have wholeheartedly accepted your identity and who you are and now whether you're in New York or anywhere else, you're able to fully be an advocate as part of the community. But what advice would you give to other specifically, right, Latinx, LGBTQIA plus people who are struggling with embracing that identity? And something very specific came to mind during our conversation because Abe, like now you speak from a place where you accept yourself, right? But I remember there was a time um, during our lives where you you like wished that you weren't gay. Well, it's all internalized phobias. I didn't to this day. Unfortunately, I don't have many gay friends because you know 
the older you get, I'm only 31, but the older you get, the harder it becomes to make new friends. So I came out after college. Most of my friends now are from, you know, high school through college. So in that period, I stayed away from any gay people because I felt like I might have been, you know, found out. I would be discovered, discovered um, outed, etc. So I really, I didn't forge those relationships. And all of that comes from hatred for the perception I had. I wasn't, I was like your dad. I was gay and like your dad, which is even harder, worse because that's when you hate yourself, right? Yeah, you just, there's no, really, if you think about it, there's no other solution than to just accept yourself and, and love yourself. And that's, I mean, really, you are your best friend. You're going to be with yourself 24-7 for your entire life. So find something that you like about yourself. You know, the human, uh, humans are so adaptable to everything. You know, you could get, you could adapt to even, you know, living in dire conditions, but that's external stuff. Um, you, I mean, how many coworkers do you guys have that you don't immediately, uh, you know, uh, navigate, uh, gravitate towards or like immediately, but then you learn to at least like them and coexist with them. Right. So if you are going through a period where you hate huge aspects of your identity, I would say find a way to coexist and live with them peacefully or as peacefully as you can. And I think slowly kind of inch towards that care and then hopefully love. All that being said, while also acknowledging the huge, huge privilege I have in one, I'm financially stable. So I'm, I was able in my 20s to uh, even then kind of go into coming out saying, okay, if they disown me, they disown me and I'll, I'll survive. Two, where I live, New York, is its own little bubble. Mm -hmm. And um, also every person in my support system that I have been lucky to, um, you know, call my family along the way. Okay, well, Abe, you could not have said it any better. And I, I do agree that you have to get to a point where you're like, fall in love with yourself and get to know yourself, not only like in which part of the spectrum you fall, but just like in every other way. Because when it happened with me, like that I accepted who I am, it, it was at a point where I was literally just focusing on getting to know myself, falling in love with myself and actually appreciating every part of me. Because before I, I was in a part where I, I didn't do any of that. And I agree that it, it's very, it, it's easier and it does come off with a lot of privilege for us to say like, oh yeah, like embrace yourself and um, get your support friends or your support group when we're living in New York City. We both do have like the uh, economic like situation that we're okay. Like if our parents cut us off, well, my parents haven't given me any economic support in like 10 years or more. <laughs> so I'm okay with that. But especially like if you're like in a smaller town, a more conservative place, even I know it's harder and you, you don't have to come out to the world and shout, Oh, I'm gay. I'm lesbian. I'm bisexual. I'm pansexual. I'm trans, whatever. Um, you don't have to, you can do it step by step, um, which that's kind of the way that I've been doing it. And find, I, I would say like, find one person, find your best friend, or maybe you're not a person who has a lot of friends. Um, maybe therapy, like somebody who can you just like be open with and you know that won't hold it against you, won't judge you like a safe person. So you can at least like, even, you don't even have to be like saying like, oh, you know what? I'm bisexual. No, like I'm having these thoughts. I'm having this process that, you know, you, you have to like learn how to unwind it because to me, it's, it's like como una trenza que se te enreda y tienes que desenredarla de poquito a poquito. And that's how, I, I think that's how it could also work for a lot of people. And 
hopefully the moment that you decide um, to come out to whoever you want to come out, you receive the support that you need. But even if things don't go great and you don't receive that support from those people, know that there are so many people in the world who love you as you are and who will treasure you and appreciate you as a human regardless of who you identify as. So you're not alone and definitely there's always going to be somebody who to support you and I'm here talking about me but I'm, I'm pretty sure I can also throw in Abe but anybody from the CPL community who might feel like a little bit confused or lonely and don't know what to do we're definitely somebody that you can reach out to and will help you untangle those thoughts. Your world does get bigger in the best way. And I became so much closer to the people I already had in my life. Even something as trivial as being popular in school. Um, not that I was unpopular or popular, whatever it is. But, okay, but Mr. Popular. I get it. You're so cool. Is, like, be, being popular is such a concern in in school, right? right? It's it's such a silly thing, but when you show up as yourself fully, people gravitate towards you. Yes, right. Touche. That when the moment that you become so real with yourself and people see you as you are, one thing you're gonna like cut ties with people who like don't want to gravitate around you. And you know what? It might suck for a second, but that's so much better. Good riddance. Yes. Because you don't want them around you. They don't want you around you. That's fine. Next. But the people who do want to be around you and who are going to love you, they're just going to love you so much more. And you're just going to have a so much better support system from those people who actually love you for who you are. That was perfect. Like they just said, uh, if you ever want to reach out to them even just to get to know them more or anything you can cool. always find them on the gram <laughs> <laughs> what are your handles <laughs> um my instagram handle is myra maricruz uh, m-y-r-a m-a-r-i-c-r-u-z yeah you gotta you gotta spell that one up <laughs> oh you want to slide into my dms <laughs> it's at a zarate it's A-B-E-Z-A-R-A-T-E. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, we just spelled them. Okay. Of course. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> thank you very much for giving this time to us to talk about all of this. I do hope that this episode empowers or helps at least one person, which I am sure it will. Um, and I'm looking forward to having a lot more conversations on the podcast now. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Until then, kind disregards. regards.